and some chicken strips or whatever the fuck they got going on at the movies. Damn, your theater got chicken strips. My theater only got popcorn and snow caps. Macaroni with the chicken strips. <laughs> see, see, you guys make Houston sound way cooler. Like, I talk to Brandon sometimes. He's like, oh, yeah, I had this tea. I had this tea. I had Tex-Mex. I'm like, dude, listen, fix your grid, and then I'm on the way. Yo, it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's anything, any any manner of delicacy that you would want to, you know, partake in. It is here. And sometimes you got to travel for it. Listen, oh. the, f- the fact that I could just pull up and be like, I want this, this, and that, and put my magnum over the glass, that's what makes Houston awesome. <laughs> well, your magnum, the your wanker woo, or the, or the pistol? <laughs> the pistol. <laughs> you put that over the glass, I want that. Like That's how I imagine it goes down. You're at Whataburger, you're like, I want a number three, number yeah, six. And you <laughs> point at everything with your pistol in your hand, right? Yeah, I want this one, this one, <laughs> this one. And then you pick up your order number with the with the barrel, just like, all right, there we go. I will give this to you back. What is this? What, what's that movie? Uh, Guns Akimbo or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's just they stuck there. They just don't. They just don't leave. Oh, it's so awesome! I, every time I read something, it's like good for you, Dallas. You guys got or Houston as a whole. You guys got Joe Rogan. You got Waterberg. You got everything. Well, you can have Joe Rogan if you want him. Eh, I'm indifferent. Uh, you know, I'll take Joey Diaz. Yeah. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. Welcome to another edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. But if you're a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you oh so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, go ahead and lean over and give that person a crisp high five. Yeah, hold on, we on the other side, homeboy. You right here. Look, the other way, other way. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, you still worried about skin-to-skin contact with somebody other than your freak thing. Uh, go ahead, pick up your social media app of choice and send that person that recommended you to me a well-crafted DM telling them thank you for recommending you to me. And uh, speaking of social media, you can find the Random Rams with Rob on various social media platforms to include Twitter at 3RShow, Instagram at The3R Show, and um, for everywhere else, that you uh want to look me up, you can go to randomrob.com, randomrob.com, to where you can find all manner of things pertaining to the show. And if you want to see this show, you want to see our faces and everything, you can go on to a three all show on YouTube. But go back to randomrob.com. We can't forget the goddamn sponsor, Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. You know, open your third eye. And they're going to travel through the multiverse to uh, get some of this stuff off of hooksrub.com. And hell, for your travels through the multiverse, you can save 15% on all that, that all that transversing and all that other stuff you had to do. You can save 15% for your troubles if you use promo code RANDOM. 
So yeah, if if you, if you haven't caught the the little reference there, uh, me and my boy Rito. What up? He's my current resident uh, comic book expert and uh, Marvel movie fanatic. Uh, we gonna be spoiling the shit out of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And here's the thing: if you haven't watched it yet, pause it right now because there are fantastic things going on in the multiverse. There are extreme things going on in the universe. Some might say it's mind-boggling, mm-hmm. and that's just yeah. what we call a taste. Yeah, and um. We- we're not going to get straight into the spoilers right away, but once we do, once we cross that threshold, boy, we'll let you know. Well, I think I got, do I got some freaky sounds for that? Do I got some noises or something? Yeah, you, you'll get the horns once we reach a spoiler territory. <laughs> so, how many times did you see it? Two. And I'm watching Two. the third one tomorrow in 3D. That's going to be a mindfuck. I listen. I cannot wait to see things flying across the screen, seeing paint worlds. It's gonna be incredible. Mm-hmm. Do you have um, a four D uh, theater in your area? No, we just got three D. So this is like one of the first films to be shown in three D at this theater. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, that's a great way to break in the system too. <laughs> yeah, but four D. Five dollars I mean, a pop. It's not bad. Yeah. 4D as well. I mean, you, you heard uh, Beat 'em Down talk about it on um, the Colt 45 podcast uh, when they went see uh, anything, everything. What you know, the Kung Fu flick. Wait, 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 wait who, who saw that? Brandon. Who's that? From Colt 45. I have no idea who that is. Oh, it might not be in your timeline. But, um... <laughs> I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Brandon's great people. Everything, everywhere at once. That. I will say this, minor spoiler alert for that film. If you want your your whole understanding of multiverse and different dimensions kind of skewed and different views, I suggest watching that one first, then uh, Doctor Strange, because it kind of eases the blow. So timing-wise, I've seen them two days apart. So like my whole perspective on everything has been like, yeah. my third eye has been opened. Yeah, I've seen that one um a couple, I think a couple weeks back. I think I seen it premiere week for anything, everything, and all the stuff. <laughs> and it's Listen. crazy because I mean, they they had a third eye reference in that one as well. I mean, it's just very eerie similar to Doctor Strange. I mean, they might have crossed paths at some points, and I'll point that out once we start getting into spoilers and stuff. Yeah, I won't look at Employee of the Year awards the same after that film. <laughs> Because my company has the same style. So once I saw that, I was like, oh. So that's where things kind of got weird. Because I'm like, we have those at my job. Googly eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Precisely. Oh, man. But you've seen it twice. I've seen it once. I I was very close to on the teetering edge of us pissing off my wife and small child by going before and without them. But um, I got to sit down and sit with it and everything. And I'm just excited to see what happens beyond this. Because, I mean, each film that they come out with, we, what, 25, 26 films in deep, Buku uh, miniseries and everything and web series and all kinds of stuff, further pushing this storyline and this just the adventure through the Marvel Universe, cinematic universe, forward 
So now we talk about interdimensional and multiversal travel and whatnot. What's next after this? Because the next movie is uh, Thor, Thor, Love and Thunder, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Thor. And then I think Miss um, Mar- uh, Marvel, the TV series. Um, overall, I think what Kevin Feige is doing right now as far as, you know, the whole because he said we're not going to have like an end game like event for at least 10 years. Like the guy has a 10 year plan going out. Oh, and, man. And the only thing that's going to happen because everyone's expecting this whole end game thing. It's like we're going to tell each story page by page like Moon Knight, for example, that could just stay in close. No connections to anything like if you haven't seen it yet, obviously, spoiler alert at this point for Moon Knight, but. There was no cameos from anyone else, and it was just in its own universe. Like you close it as it is, and we could pick up that whenever. And then same whoa, thing. whoa, whoa, whoa! There were two cameos in Moon Knight. Really, I must have missed them. Who were the cameos? Spoilers. It was a uh, <laughs> both his alter ego egos. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I had to fuck with you. Hold on, let oh, me my, whack, my whack ass drum beats. There you go. Oh wow! I was sitting there, I'm just like, wait a minute, what? Originally, they were gonna have the Eternals involved, but I mean, it seems like a lot of people are trying to back away from that, and I just hope they don't yeah. get into Inhumans territory because you know everything could be forgiven with the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of things that I have not seen. I have not seen not a single drop or a single thing of Agents of Shield. I've never. What was the Inhumans a, a series of in his own? Yeah, it was a series on ABC. Uh, they rolled out the first three episodes night one, so that was kind of a tell tale to say, like, hey, they're not really putting much behind it. And honestly, Heroes, uh, NBC Heroes was better. Okay. So um, the other films that they got floating around, like uh, Cloak and Dagger, and um, don't they have another Marvel Yeah, Cloak and show? Dagger. Yeah, Cloak and Dagger is a TV show, and then they have... Uh, the second series of um, I forgot what it was. So, oh, uh, Agent Carter and all that stuff, and that that one was fun. You know, it's it's one of those things where I think they were just getting their legs from under them and kind of figuring things out because Agents of Shield, like it's for the NCIS and CSI crowd. Like it's like oh, if you like it, if you're throwing it on before Monday Night Raw, it's good. I think they just needed a better lead in. Okay, well, as far as Cloak and Dagger, have you any experience with that series? I watched like two or three episodes and the way I experienced it was, so I read the comic books, uh, the ultimate series, which is the better iteration of it, where this one, uh, they, they didn't have much leeway because in the Cloak Dagger ultimate series, they cross over with Spider-Man or Miles Morales, Spider-Man and Silk. So it's just kind of that like extra smorgasbord of, you know, Marvel property. That's, it's not Disney, but it's not ABC. So we kind of have to yeah. like, you know, they don't use the word mutants and things like that because obviously Fox still holds the rights to that. So, well, I mean, that's non existent, right? Because Disney bought all that out. Yes, until I think June of this year. I know there's like a, like it's pretty much all signed and set up with the whole Deadpool and everything going on. It's just a matter of they're trying to find a better word or something that they're trying to do where it's like, Metahuman seems to be the the word they want to yeah. go with. So I think mutant seems like something that they don't want to associate with to any connections of the past. But I mean, with Marvel, everything's up in the air because, mm-hmm. like you said, you just restart button interdimensional Earth six one six Earth da 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 da. You know? Yeah, and that I gotta 
I got a, a a funny feeling in my bones whenever they started throwing out the numbers like six one six and all that. I was like, wait, whoa, we, we we numbering them now. All right, we we doing that. We pulling that out the hat. All right, cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, it, it's amazing because uh, some of the numbers they used, and even a quote spoken by a character which was used in the previous film. Once I mentioned it, you'd be like, oh, I didn't even notice that until you said it. Oh well, um, are you talking about um, Far From Home? No, it's 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 something else actually. Well, let's start to roll on and everything. I'm going to hit this button real quick. This is where we get into spoiler territory, everybody. So if you want to cut out here and <laughs> maybe come back at the end or something, I don't know. But uh, we about to hit the spoilers. Once again, this is your warning. Spoilers for Doctor Strange. Put that spoilers star down. Doctor Strange. Put that star down. Disappear to the next dimension. Yeah. So, so where, where do we start so I'm not familiar. Well, shit, I'm not familiar with a lot of shit because up until like maybe maybe three weeks ago, I just started reading comic books. 40 years old, just started reading comic books. Um, so I am not uh, familiar with or was aware of America Chavez. So America Chavez in the comic books, as far as per canon for the mainline Marvel series, I think post-Ultimates, She's the first Puerto Rican superhero to be featured on full Puerto Rican because, I mean, we, we have Miles as well. But um, it seems like this – it was more extreme. So the way a lot of people assume with America Chavez, they're like, oh, it's a Captain America variant. And then there were some people that disliked the fact that the actress was Mexican and not a Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. But it was never, like, fully addressed. And then there's some people that are like, oh, I can't believe it. She has two moms, LGBT. You got to – it's like, no, this – this was something that they put in the comic book pages. This was something that was from the jump because her world was actually like a utopia, essentially. And then yeah. her parents, so in the comic book. So I mean, so you mean to tell me it, it's only a utopia if the place is just all women, right? <laughs> Listen, I, I can't speak on that. I mean, it is yeah. Mother's Day, so we'll give them that. Yeah. But, um, you know, her parents made the sacrifice play of, you know, trying to save her and then or save their world and then she woke these powers in her to hey let me try and find my parents because that was the whole kind of rigmarole of it all i don't know if it was in this one because i know they were with dr strange the defenders version of strange looking for the book of ashanti or the book shanti i don't even know yeah <laughs> ashanti Ooh, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so your days are cold without that book mm-hmm. but um yeah, America Chavez is a great character. Uh, the actress playing her, it seems like Marvel, what they're doing is they're working on the, the Marvel Champions style storytelling. So you get the younger crowd. So you got Miss Marvel. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get Nova. So I'm thinking they're switching her up for America Chavez. We were going to get Squirrel Girl, but unfortunately, AT&T Girl and all that stuff didn't work out. And then yeah. uh, Miles and everyone else. So it's, it's going to be interesting. I think Nova's probably going to be introduced after Guardians or even Thor. So for Squirrel Girl, I mean, I, I've I've only heard of that character in name. I don't know the backstory and whatnot. But they were gonna get the you know thicky undercover thicky thicky chick from um the AT and T commercials for that. All that in thickness, AT and T. You you notice ever since that uh, came out in the media, or whatever you know, everybody been thirsting for her online or whatever. Any AT and T commercial from a certain point, they only show her from like maybe the stomach up. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she'll be hiding behind the board or she'll be up behind the desk or they got the sweat. It's, eh, it is what it is. I mean, 
I would I would love to see it to fruition, but in the comic book pages, uh, she defeats Thanos. Ooh. Yeah, so like pretty much everyone has their shot at Thanos, and I think it works better as an animated series. Maybe yeah. further down the line we'd get a live action, but I think with the whole Disney Plus and the whole property, they don't want to, you know, put too much eggs in the barrel and knock it over, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, I mean, squirrel. when you say squirrel girl, to me, that sounds like a young person, and she is not a young person, even though she looks very, very nice. Very nice. Uh, she's She's not a young lady. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, no, America Chavez is a great character. Uh, it definitely sets up the next generation of superheroes with uh, Marvel, because mm-hmm. what seems to be happening with Marvel right now is they're given chances to the second tier. Well, I don't want to call Doctor Strange second tier because comic books, he's number one and he's mm-hmm. OP as hell. But when it comes to the storytelling aspect of Marvel, they're just kind of saying, hey, you know what? A lot of you guys don't know who Doctor Strange was. And People seem to forget Iron Man wasn't that popular amongst comic book readers outside of the the cartoon series. So, Mm -hmm. like, if you give him a movie, same thing with Incredible Hulk, same thing with Captain Marvel. Like, I'll be honest with you, most people didn't had no idea who Captain Marvel was. They're like, "What the hell is this? Is it the man? Isn't Shazam Captain Marvel?" You know. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, um, because like I said, I wasn't a comic book guy, straight up television. So, what I know about some of these characters come from like. Spider-Man and uh, freaking the Marvel X-Men series that came on Fox Kids and stuff. And um, just these movies, more or less, and whatnot. So Iron Man was a foreign concept to me when it was announced that it was going to be a movie. Just like um, the Fantastic Four wind up being when they started the first phase of movies or whatever with those characters. I was like, who the fuck is that? You know, I the only think I think the only recognizable people that I knew from that was uh, the thing because I was like, what's this orange rock thing? And I never knew what the fuck it came from, which I just finished reading um, the the freaking uh, original sin story arc. Nice. That's so with a uh, storyline. So they had King Midas in there who looks eerily like the thing and shit. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute, am I fucking up right now? <laughs> No, no, no. That's just a little like there's there's stories where like uh, I forgot what was the name of it, but I read it on a tablet like months ago during the pandemic where uh, the thing his, he was trying to cure his like his ailments and it was just like infecting him. And then same thing with the Hulk. So there was that like kind of duality and then even Spider-Man where he got the radioactive end of the bite. So he was like, oh, yeah, slowly dying. And then he gave uh, Mary Jane cancer through, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Spider so, webbing that ass. <laughs> exactly. But um this next phase is interesting. Um Sam Remy definitely like have you seen the Evil Dead films? Of of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of touches to it. So one thing that popped me, so in my theater we have a superior sound system. The demons that he he used as a cape, all that screaming yeah. and noises are the same voice actors from the cabin. Oh, nice. So that's why you hear that little <laughs> Like, listen to it again, and you're going to be like, oh, snap, you know, Rita was right. Or same thing with the shaky cam where uh, Wanda was fighting the demons, and you see her like this, and she's, like, frantic and moving. That's, you know, an Ash tradition mm-hmm. where shaky cam, you know? And as a tradition as well, you know, Sam Raimi pop a Bruce Campbell up in there. <laughs> that was interesting. I I, I loved the well, we'll get to what happens later, but it was definitely a a very campy way to show that, hey, you know, Bruce Campbell still got it. 
Mm-hmm. And then Bruce Campbell, to me, I, I always been associated with campiness anyway, because like I remember the first Evil Dead and then that Evil Dead that they, you know, it's, it pretty much started with part two, right? Because they redid the first movie and said it was a second movie and it was just all weird after that. Then Army of Darkness came out and it was like, fuck all that old shit anyway. We want this shit. And then, you know, he would go on to make the TV series and everything and that was phenomenal. And, you know, shit, he got a game that's coming out pretty soon that uh kind of tails off of that uh the, the TV series and whatnot. So I, I'm all in on Bruce Campbell doing campy shit. <laughs> and this is a film, so when people say, oh, like, I understand you released this movie on Mother's Day weekend because it's about a mom who wants to find her kids. You know, mm-hmm. multiverse of madness, mom. And yeah. it's it, it is a horror movie at its core. Like a lot of people could dismiss it and say, "Oh, it's whimsical." It's in the, like this isn't the movie you take your kid to because there's a scene where you see Doctor Strange get impaled on the fence. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I took my kid to see it. <laughs> listen, you. You're the you're the best dad in the world, though. That kid can see things, and you'd be like, "Listen, this is just a movie. Like, understand?" Well, this. I mean, my kid tells me that <laughs> this is just a movie. That's bad CG. I was like, "Come on, man! You're ruining my childhood. Damn it!" <laughs> That's chroma key, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Uh, film school does that to you, you know. Like, there's janky, you know, uh, CGI in a lot of the films that we love, but we kind of ignore it because overall, oh, yeah, storytelling. I mean, we could say. Avatar is the greatest feast for the eyes on film, but when you really break down the story, it's just dances with wolves with blue aliens. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you talk about bad CGI and, you know, prosthetics and props and all this stuff. Me and the kid are going through actively and watching all of the Batman movies. Oh. So, so last night we watched uh, Batman 89 with Michael Keaton and everything. And she, as soon as I said it was directed by Tim Burton, she's like, Oh, I like that guy. So, I mean, I, I, I had a little bit of hope or whatever, but we watched it last night and she didn't, cause usually she pointed out if it's bad, but she was um, in the mode of, uh, we're going to do a review probably after me and you finished recording and everything. So she was kind of frantically taking notes while she was watching the movie and shit. So it was just like, all right, so some of the cringy shit or whatever, she might have skipped over because she had her head down, typing down notes and everything. So she didn't really tear it up like she normally do. <laughs> Listen, I got to say this. you the, the University of Random Ramblings Film School is an incredible university because you're raising the next generation. You, you know what? I hope one day I'm going to be like, you know what? Let me let me put aside this episode of Cult 45 and listen to Little Rob's episode, you know? <laughs> Well, I would appreciate that. Damn, um, yeah, man, because like Halloween was a treat for us as well, because we brought out a well, I brought out a whole bunch of classics for her to watch. And then it was also a challenge, too, because, you know, they got some horror movies out there that get real into the adult side and whatnot. So it was trying to like find, pick and choose the good one. So introduced her to the thing, which I mean, it's scary, great practical effects and everything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean but it wasn't overly sexual and stuff like that. So that was a good pick. And just like, um, I forgot some of the other ones we did. There was only one movie that comes to my mind that we watched out of all 31 days of that month. And that was, um, you better watch out. Oh, good choice. Good and choice. It was, it was, and it was only the one scene when it was talking about princess bubble gum. And it was like a pussy probably tastes like, I was like, Oh damn. I, <laughs> I forgot about that part. <laughs> 
it, it's one of those things, but like you know, it's incredible to put 31 movies across. Um, one movie, I mean, as she gets older, but you know, I might get hell for this, but one of the greatest Halloween movies I've seen from the Halloween series is Halloween uh, three, you know, mm. Day of the Witch or whatever it's called. Like with the masks and the like that music is creepy as yeah. hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is, you know, but Sam Raimi, as far as like I said, this is rooted in the horror film, like the filter of a horror film. Like we all have the Vaseline on the lens. This is scary. Like at its core, it is a film that makes you uncomfortable because mm-hmm. there's a scene where certain characters, like, they don't turn away. Like, I think if I was behind the director's chair or as executive producer sound is key because there is a scene where someone's head gets snapped and you hear it. You don't see it. You only see so much of it and you feel it. And then they cut to the person in the, in the real world. And you're like, what is going on? And same thing with the camera flashes and pan and like, you know, you're in one universe, you're hugging the air. Next thing you know, someone's getting fried and there's a single tear rolling down the eye. Like, yeah, sound is everything. Yeah, that's crazy because like um even in that thing, just let's just talk about since this is interdimensional travel, multiversal travel and everything, we got to see some new characters to the cinematic universe. And but old at the same time. So um we are introduced to the Illuminati, which has been um tossed around in circles that I, I frequent in or whatever, which I've never read that series yet. So I mean I'm making my rounds and everything. I just finished Original Sin. I just finished Thor, God of Thunder, which that movie's coming up and it looks like it might have a little tie-in with those first two issues of that series. Yet the God Butcher. It is one of the greatest villains on on the page. It might be just as good, if not better, than Loki as far as villains go. Maybe even better than than Thanos. It's just a matter of keeping that measurement. Exactly, because you could go way left and go campy or go way right into evil or just keep a happy center. Like Taika seems like he's starting to get a hold of things. My only worry is they don't do it right. Like I want Christian Bale from the set of the Terminator film angry on this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that was another thing that I, I come to find out as well, that Christian Bale is going to be that guy. And I was like, ah, I'm, I want to say I can see it, but uh, you're going to have to prove it to me. I'm going to have to actually see it in action, you know. Give me American Psycho meets the machinist with a little bit of campiness, not too much. And I think we're going to enter a realm of uncomfortableness. Not Joker, though. Don't don't do the Joker thing, because it seems like when people try leaning into the Joker thing, it just goes way left. I think this is going to be one of the greatest villains, you know, as far as, you know, Thor goes. But Back to the original pace with the Illuminati, um, it it shows that they exist. Like in no matter which way you cut it, it seems like that's the the nexus point. Like no matter what, that's the constant. And I think I don't know if Doctor Strange of Earth six one six our universe is gonna say, "Hey, let's get Black Panther. Let's get well, we can't get Iron Man. Okay, let's get Hank Pym or like you know Namor. Some you know some type of way. Let's marvel this up." Yeah. And figure it out because in the original Illuminati storyline, they sent Hulk to Planet Hulk. They sent him to space. Mm-hmm. So unless he goes crazy, which I don't know, unless they separate him somehow, I think they're probably going to send someone else up to space and say, hey, fuck off over there and figure it out. 
Okay. Yeah, because they seem to be the the peacekeepers of just this realm and whatnot. Just be like, all right, we're gonna make the hard decisions. You know, we are the 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 royal tribunal of you know all the super powered people and whatnot. And we we the, are the judge, the jury, and the executioners. Yeah, and in the way it was introduced, like so for those who've seen, so this is again spoiler territory, we're already past that. Some people in TV spots, especially for the NBA playoffs, have seen that yellow hovering chair. Oh. And you're thinking, what the hell is that? I mean, I knew from the jump because as a person who watched the series and read the comic books, I'm like, Yeah. No. I mean the, I know that from the freaking the Fox series. So and, and the way it's introduced, it's like so-and-so, 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 and our leader, Professor Charles Xavier. And then you hear that. Li- By the way, Danny Elfman worked on this, so he's the music setup guy for this. And you hear that. So it's like, all right, that's that Charles Xavier. And just seeing them on screen, it was like I everyone screamed in the theater that I was in. And we were I was awestruck. Like, I'm like, this is this is the closest thing we got to Stan Lee being in a film as Stan Lee. Yeah. Cause when you think of Charles Xavier, it's like, no, it has to be Patrick Stewart. No one else. Yeah. You know, you, it could be that little guy, whatever, cool, whatever. But my professor X will and always forever be Patrick Stewart. Yeah. And it's cool to get him while you still can, you know, <laughs> you know what? He looked old. Like, you know, time oh, yeah. is kicking that guy's ass, but you know what? We got him. He had the green suit, the blue tie, and just so there's a quote he says to uh Steven where he says, Although you may stumble, it doesn't mean you're lost forever. Yeah. That is the same quote from Days of Future Past when Charles Xavier spoke to his younger self. So when yeah. I heard that, I'm sitting there like, no one's hearing this. Like one guy was like, You heard that? So that was incredible. And then, and then even for me, is just like seeing him on screen in this universe or whatever. I'm just like, I'm thinking about him and Logan. I'm thinking about, you know, the incident in what, um, the, the dark Phoenix movie where he fucking got atomized and shit. And then, you know, the whole thing with that or whatever. I was like, just the way they're doing this and just the aspect of time travel and multiversal travel and everything is just like, all that stuff is still canon and it all makes sense. For, I mean, good or worse, if it was a bad movie or a good movie or whatever, it just like it makes sense now. <laughs> I, you you pulled them straight from the cartoon series. Like, I think so. Those characters, I don't feel like they're pulled from like the exact same universe. I think they're all from different universes and they're just not mm-hmm. telling us because the one thing that we noticed was with Mordo, he's that universe's Stephen Strange, but yeah, he killed himself when he or he was killed by. Another surprise appearance, and I'm surprised it kept this under wraps. Black Bolt. Yeah. And it was accurate. He had the mask, he had the wings, and just just seeing him was like, all right, cool. Like some people in the theater were like, who's that? And I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever. So there's a uh um a character that I came across reading all the uh, original sin stuff because they had a lot of side issues as well, apart from the main uh story arc. There's a dog that has that same tuning fork type deal or whatever that yeah so that dog that dog was in Inhumans and also in the Camilla Khan run of Miss Marvel she's she uh babysits that dog okay. so we might we might see an appearance from him in the uh Disney channel uh the Disney plus series hopefully or some iteration of it 
Okay. And then I thought, you know, for a, a, a feigning moment or whatever, that that dog was used as one of Stevens, you know, one of his, his enchantments or whatever, because, you know, now we see him casting in snakes and dragons and all kinds of other stuff or whatever. So it's just like in the beginning of the movie, when it, when he first uh, get into one of his uh, spats or whatever, not the very beginning uh, with that, with that, I'm talking about this Stephen, the the main character. Yeah, in, in New movie. York City post-wedding. Yeah. So he was doing the little joining. I could have swore I saw that dog was one of his enchantments just come across the screen and fuck some shit up and just kind of disappear and shit. I it was very, surprised. it was very quick because I, I remember seeing it's like the little tuning fork in his forehead and shit. So I don't know. I maybe I mean that makes sense because you know you're accessing different points of interdimensional travel. I mean perhaps and like I said, Black Bolt was welcome, and I'm glad that the actor, his name's slipping me, but was able to get that redemption because he seemed very heartbroken that the show wasn't as successful. So I'm glad that he got his time on screen, but. The one thing that, you know, people were speculating and we weren't sure we were going to get was, oh, wait, hold on. We got Captain Carter. That was incredible. That was good. From that, from um, They kind of played that through the What If series and shit. That one's a different one. She's from a different universe. Same character, different universe. Because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, she's probably going to bust through a portal or something. But it's a different iteration of that. Mm-hmm. Um, then after that was... Uh, the Captain Marvel, which was a black lady now. Maria, I think it was Maria or Monica. I think Monica's the younger one. So Maria Rambo, who mm-hmm. uh, the actress that plays her is going to be the next 007 or the female or- version of 007. Yeah, so great actress. She got her time in the sun. And then, you know, we're just like, all right, well, what's the next empty chair? And then just John Krasinski Reed fucking Richards. I know, and everybody just been fantasy booking that for a however long, and they fucking they just like here you go, <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> I saw that and I was just like, is this fucking happening right now? Like the the whole theater was just like, it was it was a slow uptick. They're like, oh 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 my god, because the way it was introduced, I'm like, oh it's Tony, it has to be. I am glad. I was not in the theater like yours because that shit would have irritated the fuck out of me. I was like, hey, goddammit, I know it's cool, but they still got dialogue they got to say because you're going to be cheering and shit and they're going to be talking and all I'm going to see is this. <laughs> I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to hear what they're saying. <laughs> oh, dude, it was it was awesome. Like, just seeing them on screen, the suit looked great. Granted, it was janky CGI, whatever. But we finally got what we wanted. Like, it's great to see that John Krasinski committed because he easily could have said no and said, fuck that. I'm just going to sit on office money. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> you could have been like, oh, no, whatever. And they could have got the next best thing. I mean, now we're going to address the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, do we still get these characters after? Honestly, I think we get some iteration of it just because mm-hmm. there was a throwaway line by Dr. Strange that said, wait, didn't you guys chart in the 60s? And Fantastic Four, as far as the series or the film, is going to be based in the 60s. So I think they're going to incorporate their time from either being lost in space or Doctor Doom, interdimensional, whatever, yada, 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 into our time. So I think that they're introducing that and then Quantum Mania must come into it because we still have the one who remains. And he's a Richards as well. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's just like... When I seen this, 
the 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 spread they had for the Illuminati, the characters that they had and everything, and the way they went out in hindsight, you know, it's just like I'm fine with that because oh, I mean, yeah. we got because we got to see it, you know. I mean, th- these same people that played these characters don't have to come back again and do this if they don't want to or if it's not even in the plan. I'm just fine with it that I got to see it in this form in some kind of way. It is so to bring this into wrestling aspect. It's like. Kenny Omega showing up to the Royal Rumble and getting eliminated in the first five minutes. And then he goes back to AEW. We got it. I'm fine. I'm happy. You know, same thing with Kushida when he came to the uh, Cruiserweight Open. Oh, yeah. He didn't have to sign. He just showed. You could say, hey, I could watch him on the WWE Peacock Network. But I'd be happy either way. I mean, it's all up from here. I don't think we're going to see Black Bolt again because that seems like that was a one-off. Definitely going to see... Monaco and Maria Rambo again because you know, mm-hmm. no body, no death. You just see the arm. Eh. Um, yeah. Captain Marvel got cut in half. That was oh, that was that yeah, was Captain tough. Carter. Yeah, Captain Carter. Like, yeah. Oh no! And then it's crazy because like you know, Sam Raimi does some gory shit. Oh, dude, they but he did it within the confines of this Marvel Cinematic Universe because like when they. Uh, sausage fingered Reed Richard, <laughs> you know that's the, that's the correlation like with the other movie, right? Oh, they uh, changed. You ever ate a Twizzler before and just pull it apart? <laughs> he got put into a Twizzler, or as Brandon from Cult Forty Five said, got changed in, changed into Baba Cole meat. Goddamn, yeah, but yeah, so soon as he started like uh, shredding apart or whatever, I started thinking about them goddamn sausage fingers, man. I was like, ah, oh, it's that movie <laughs> all over again. <laughs> Yeah, even the kid, even the kid said it. She's like, he says it's the sausage fingers, and it just his head just poof, red red light. Just oh, I like yeah. how they did that. It was just like instead of a blood splatter, it was just like her red power mist, just poof. Yeah, Captain uh, Carter's death. It was just like you didn't see it, but you saw it and you heard it, and then you saw the yeah. little meat on the. It was just oh, and then same thing with um. Oh my God, Black Bolt! Like Black Bolt, he just like, oh man, that was yes. just it was yes. funny and sad at the same time. He's like, boom! Oh, pop dude, his head he, off. he has the power to kill you with his mouth. What mouth? Back up! Bah. And and his head could have just exploded, but just a little cave in. I'm like, oh, it was in the confines of this cinematic universe. He he was able to get away with a lot of things. And Doctor Strange fighting, you know, Mordo in the other room. And he's just like, your vote got these people killed. And it's just like, yeah. And you got the carry callback with the oil or the blood on uh, Wanda's yeah. face and just the stare. Like, she was just, she was the figure. Like, it, for those who have seen Halloween or the shape, just walking through the doors, walking through the doors, walking through mm-hmm. the doors, killing Shit, people. Or even just kind of like the the creature from the uh the newer evil dead or whatever just the blood rain and everything and just walking all fucked up and shit <laughs> oh my god and that and she knows no bounds to protect her children and i understand there's people who didn't see wandavision but yeah. in re- in retrospect you know as they say hindsight's 2020 looking at back watch wandavision after seeing this film and it, it is a terrifying series yeah. it's, it's not all ha 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 it's like yo like this is she's going it, through it, some shit. It, yeah, it clicks off safe at some points or whatever. It's just like, da, 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 da. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh boy, because I remember like, um, 
when a uh, old girl the 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 agent came, the black chick came or whatever and she was talking about uh when right after the kids were born or whatever and she just kind of you know head tilt to the yes. side and whatever who are you and then now it just poof fade to black and it's just like ah oh, that shit was scary as fuck <laughs> that that or when uh the agent who came in with uh donna foreman or whatever the mom from that 70s show and she's choking and she's like do something and she's just willing it and letting it happen like mm-hmm. for those who haven't watched wandavision watch this first and then wandavision to kind of get that perspective because it makes it 20 times scarier yeah and then just um him going to visit her initially, Doctor Strange going to visit uh Wanda initially, just you almost had me. This looks almost real, <laughs> you know? And she's just living in this barren wasteland of hot shit. <laughs> just like, man. And you Houston just in doing the middle of August. Shit, Houston now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I, I went outside just to drop a trash, just drop a trash bag in the trash can and almost my, my sandals almost melted to the paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely something that like they, they did a good thing. And in the if you weren't listening, like there's some people, you know, they just watch movies in the past and they'll text on their phone. They'll talk to the person mm-hmm. next to them. She's just like, yeah, we got to save the girl. We got to do this, do that. And then she says the line. Well, OK, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll save America. And then he looked at her and he's just like, I never told you her name. Well, he didn't even say that. She's like, fuck. I mean, she didn't say fuck, but she was like, mm, you didn't tell me her name, right? Yep. <laughs> and like, that's that's when it just, and I was like, oh, she is going through it. Mm-hmm. And the people yeah. that say they want more from it, like, listen, you got what you got in a pandemic storyline, like, Everyone's like, where's Vision? Like, listen, he's figuring shit out. He's doing Vision shit. Yeah. You, you, know, will, get, you will get a vision of him later. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing, too. Like, a lot of people, they wanted this to It's be my all- comics, and I want it now. <laughs> exactly. They just want it all tied in. And it's just like, listen, just take it as it is. Like, if this... I would have been happy if they said, hey, listen, we're still working things out. We're going to release this in October. I'd be okay with it, because... With multi interdimensional travel, it's mm-hmm. anything could happen. I mean, this and is I a keep, film, mm-hmm. and I and I keep saying this ever since they pulled the trigger with Infinity War and all this other stuff. It's just like they have literally future proofed their franchise. You added time travel and interdimensional travel. It's like, and and I keep saying this over and over again. You got an actor that don't want to play ball. Fuck it, get a variant in there. <laughs> Get yeah. out of here. You know, yeah. they future proof their franchise moving forward. Cause like they had the issue with the Black Panther shit going on. I know um Chadwick passed away, but um old girl, the one that plays Sherry or whatever, they was having issues with her because of the COVID stuff and she didn't mm. want to get vaccinated, yada yada yada. Variant. Mm. You don't play oh. ball, get the fuck out. <laughs> oh, well, how does the variant? Well, we have a mini series for you. She was on a last mission and she was killed, and it just so happened that America pulled her with her or we time traveled or mm-hmm. as Reed. And the thing is, I, I forgot what was the term that Reed Richards used, but he used something like almost like a nexus type word. I don't remember what was the word. Mm-hmm. I think it was a quandrium or something like that. Yeah. And that seems to be a common thing. And a lot of people were pissed as far as what I say. Oh, where's Loki? It's like, listen, we're going to get season two and it's just going to all come mm-hmm. in together because you future proof your shit. Like you said, 
He's outside of time. He's not being recognized. Actor passes away. People don't play ball. You future-proof it. And then if people are like, well, we don't want to retell the story. Retell the variant story. Mm-hmm. And then also it's just like um, America Chavez. So because of her and her power, she's the only one in all of all the multiverses or whatever is the way she puts it and whatnot. She's never run into herself in any of her travels. And she's been to like 73 different uh, multiverses and whatnot. And she's never come across herself or any variation of herself, which I thought was pretty cool. So how does that happen? And then how is that going to play into things moving forward is what I wonder. (laughs) I think, and here's the thing, she's still new to her powers. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, time is different. Like Oh, also, and then I'm kind of explaining it to myself in my mind as as we just brush through this movie and everything. The she could she could probably have the power, but she is like ultimately she's uh, the what what they call it the sleep walking the, the sleep dreaming whatever the fuck yeah dream walking yeah yeah dream walking she's probably ultimately doing that rather than you know how everybody else perceives it and whatnot so I mean she her shit is so strong that she can actually take people and interact and do all kinds of stuff. But she's jumping into her persona in each multiverse or whatever. So she never comes across herself. And here's the thing. Now that the X-Men are pretty much canon, or at least in this variation, Mm at least we forget we have rogue. She crosses into rogue. Now we got two of them. So what, what's the, only the only thing I know of Rogue is she touch a bitch, take their powers temporarily, or you know, depending on how long she holds them, or whatever, how long you know the effects will last on her and whatnot. So what 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 do you mean by if she come across Rogue, we got this thing? What's what's going on? Explain. Hit hit me up, player. Hit me up, player. Don't don't leave me hanging. So so let's say in her interdimensional travels, because mm-hmm. she's training with Doctor Strange now, so she's figuring things out. But mm-hmm. let's say. For some odd reason, someone scares if she poofs into the Professor Xavier School Institute of Mutants and whatnot. Mm-hmm. She goes over. Rogue says, what are you doing? Grabs her, whatever. She passes oh, out. I see what you're saying. Rogue goes to another place. And when she goes to another place, you know, in her world, she could be gone for five minutes. Yeah. In her adventures, she could be gone for five years. <laughs> five years. And that's the thing. And powers work different in different interdimensions as, you know, Dr. Strange's little booth and told him, we don't know how your powers work. We don't know how they work in this universe. Mm-hmm. So in Rogue, going to Earth 616 or Earth 738 or Earth 666 or whatever. Well, 619, booyaka, booyaka. <laughs> where everyone wears a mask. Yep. Uh, I would love to see that place. <laughs> she, touch, she touches someone and her powers are good for 24 hours. Like, they really future-proof the shit because time moves different in every interdimension. So what is possible. And then moving forward, the the character that I'm most interested in and how they're going to weave everything up with the current existing films is Deadpool because he has the time travel module or the, the dimensional travel module or whatever and everything. I wonder if they're going to weave that in there somewhere or if they're going to scrap it all together because I know we're getting the character coming. They already confirmed it. But um, oh, it's yeah. Deadpool. He, yeah. I think 
the way you do it, and it's going to be in the most Deadpool fashion, is he's going to be sitting. So open the scene. Deadpool's talking, showing showing things like, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, this is how it's going down. And you're thinking that he's making a scrapbook and you're looking at all this and he's telling the story. And he's like, yeah, what do you think? And then camera cuts to the watcher. What are you doing here? <laughs> and then roll opening credits and then Deadpool voiceover. Oh, you want to wonder how I'm going? I just want to go into a universe where I want to be happy with my girlfriend. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Sold. <laughs> hey, give Rito the book. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Or even have him just sit there like, you know, open the scene and then it cuts to Ryan Reynolds in the booth talking. He's like, you really want to know how this stuff works? I have no idea. Let me tell you how. Is it Loki cut to him like taking a picture with somebody in a Loki mask or someone? You know, it, with Deadpool, it's it's campiness to the 10th degree. So you could be like, oh, I was in Logan. You don't believe me? Roll film. And it'll show like a little cutout moving across walking, yeah. you know. And then also is just like a lot of people um, not too long after Stan Lee died because um, they acquired all that those properties and shit. They wanted Deadpool to fill the role of Stan Lee, like have him pop up just sporadically throughout the films, just make it make a cameo, however small. And I would be down with some shit like that. You just see motherfuckers having this fucking fight or whatever. Then Deadpool, because he got the little module, he just pop in. What the fuck? And he look around and poof, and he just gone again. It was just like, did I really see that dude who I thought it was in the background? I would like shit like that. Until, oh, you know, they work up to a movie or something. Oh, yeah. I know Spider-Man slated for another film. So, like, what I would like to do, see is, like, you know, Spider-Man swinging around and whatever, helping the Avengers. And he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, I need to get to Avengers HQ. And then you'd be like, all right. He gets to HQ and be like, didn't we take care of you five minutes ago? Weren't you the guy that was in the red suit? And he goes, what the hell are you talking about? And then post credit scene, you see Deadpool going into the facility like, hey, guys. Same way that he did in Civil War. So much, so much good shit. TV shows, <laughs> literally anything. You could just be like, even post credit scene. Like, I don't know if Moon Knight's going to be introduced as a character in the main line because Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac has, you know, Warner Brothers at his door and Star Wars at his back door, and mm-hmm. Disney at his front door. It's like you got the characters that talk amongst each other. So I know. I'd like to see a, a cameo of Moon Knight talking to himself. It's like, yeah, I'm just going through it. I just, I go through these phases and then Deadpool just leans on. I'm like, yeah, I talk to myself too. <laughs> and then what? And then cuts black. Oh uh, yeah. That, so much good shit. So uh, what, what else we got going on in this film? Um, the, this made sense to me to be a Sam Raimi film because the dark hold eerily reminds me of the Necronomicon. Yeah, that's that's not done uh, by accident. Uh, that was one of the main signing points for Sam Raimi, saying like, "Oh, you know what? I worked with the Book of the Dead. I could, you know." And that's another thing you could have Deadpool show up in the next because they say Doctor Strange will return in the post credit scene. You could do another Doctor Strange movie and be like, "Well, the, Necro- the Necronomicon's destroyed," and the Deadpool shows up with the literal Book of the Dead and be like, "Oh, I got this book." Ah, it doesn't amount to nothing. Tosses over his shoulder. <laughs> you do some damn uh, prison break shit to where you have like the all the shit from the, the dark hole tattooed on his body or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I got a tattooed on me. Uh, it's, there's nothing there. I'm constantly healing inside and out. Yeah, but it's all right because I learned a thing from a fat kid from Australia. And then prison wallet pulls it out. Uh, it's Deadpool. Uh, 
Yeah. It's Deadpool. We've already established that. Mm-hmm. So, man, what 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 else? What, what were some of your favorite parts of this film? Wong. Wong deserves his own TV show. Like, I, I want Wong to be like, hey, listen, I'm gathering a skilled magicians and whatnot. Like, just a miniseries, because in uh, Deadly Class, an NBC property through Peacock, he I played... I like that so much. Oh, we are fighting. Got... That was my favorite. I love the comic books. You got to read the comic books. Okay, maybe that'll be something different, but the TV show, it didn't grab me, man. It's just like, the kid that they used, it was just like, man, there's nothing about <laughs> you that seemed rough to me. Yeah. Yeah, nah. no, yeah, nothing about you says hardship to me. It's just like I, I could it I, I it didn't grab me. <laughs> Think of TJ Detweiler being emo and it'll solve everything. Okay. <laughs> it, it's a good it's a good show. I read the I, I'll, I'll first. probably finish it. I'll, I'll maybe I got cuz I, I I have that issue about me or whatever. If I start something I got to finish it no matter if I like it or not. <laughs> I had a crush on Maria too, the actress that plays her, so I I think that factored into it. Um. Yeah, I, I like I like the fact that it it was a horror film. Mm-hmm. It was greatly paced, like right from the jump. You have Doctor Strange running through it, and then just the fact that he took over a, a zombie body. Yeah, and, and Wong was just like, oh, "Okay, I'm not gonna question this because I've seen it all before." Mm-hmm. And then, like, um, damn, I had it and I lost it. Uh. <laughs> Shouldn't have been drinking all this goddamn wine. Uh, I don't know. I lost it. Fuck it. Zombie Wong. Um, A zombie Wong. Yeah. No, just just seeing the way that. Oh, the music score by Danny. Oh yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. Like just even the fight with the musical notes. Like on paper, it's like what the hell is going on? But when you see it happen, it's just like. And people forget that. I think in the first Doctor Strange uh, movie, he liked playing music as he operated. So that's kind of like a little, oh, here's an Easter egg. And just the guitar licks when uh, he was getting taken over by the Darkhold and taken over the zombie. Did you see um, a series called Fuck? Oh, uh, not a series, a movie. Uh, Kung Fu Hustle. You seen that, right? Oh, I loved it. That's one of that's what everything, everywhere, all at once reminded me of. But yes, yeah. I love Kung Fu Hustle. So the music notes or whatever remind me of the the guys playing the the freaking the joint or whatever. The yeah, thing yeah. From Kung Fu Hustle and everything. So when I seen that, then he hit the harp strings. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that, that's I like that shit. <laughs> oh, these guys love that movie because even in Shane Chi, they did the same thing. You know, with mm-hmm. the rings and the movements, and he even had the Kung Fu Hustle behind him, the poster. Yep. Uh, I think Wong, because it says Doctor Strange will return, so I don't know in what, what way, if we're going to get a third one, because a lot of people assume that, you know, now this is where we get to post credit scene. Doctor Strange is walking in the street, his third eye is open, third and he's, freak- open. he's freaking the fuck out, and the next thing you know, he's continuing walking, and then people thought Psylocke showed up, at the end of the film from the X-Men, it's not. It's actually, I forgot her name, but it, yeah, is, the nie- it, is. it is the niece of Dormammu. Yeah, so that was that was a question. I'm glad you brought that up, because when she cut the rift and everything, and I seen the world that they were going to step into, I was like, that looked like some Dormammu shit. <laughs> yeah, so I think that she's either going to sway him into, you know, having another heel turn, because in the comic book series, he's taken over 
and essentially becomes the devil. So with this, with Dormammu, he's going to show up. And I think what they're going to do, the callback to uh, the last Doctor Strange movie, is he's going to walk he's in. He's here to it. bargain. He's here to bargain. Because in our perspective, when we first saw it, it's like, oh, he's going rewinding it each time. But there's a couple, if you watch the film again, he doesn't rewind every time. So mm-hmm. I think when he shows up, he's going to say, hey, I'm here to bargain. He's like, oh, not this shit again. And then that's when we get that, like... Because it's his niece, so something's got to be happening. And everyone knows nieces and nephews, daughters and whatnot. When it's the big evil, it doesn't turn out to be great. Word. Word. And plus, he killed Thanos. Doctor Strange killed Thanos. I mean, I know we swept over that, but like he made that shit look easy. Yeah, he did. Just like you just see him just laid out across the rock and shit with fucking his sword and his chest. And I was like, God damn. Oh, and then Black Bolt. I'm sorry, and just yeah, that reminded me of like the um, the Watchmen and shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. And humans definitely needs to be that gritty if they ever make that movie. Like one thing I like too was they show the different outcomes of each reality. Like you know, and the deaths. Oh, we we completely glossed over the fact that we had a mental fight with uh, Professor X. Mm-hmm. And Wanda, and then the hands just come out. Like, yeah, and that version of the Scarlet Witch that came out of that cloud of smoke, or whatever, that's like very Sam Raimi esque. It looked like one of the demons from one of the movies and shit. Just, just gnarled and fucking burnt and all kinds of creepy shit. Didn't, didn't they have a scene where she came out like a wall or a portal or some shit, and she started doing like the little freaking yeah, <laughs> yeah, when they were in the 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 big like stronghold. Yeah, this she's in the reflection. Like I'm like, oh fuck. Creepy shit. Just splashing the water around so she can't get out and shit. And she came out of a fucking gong of all things. The reflection of a gong. <laughs> shit. Yeah, once you see Wanda, you're gone. Like mm-hmm. it it was scary. It was interesting to see where they took it. And Sam Raimi, I hope that he still has a working relationship with Marvel because what I want to see as far as Sam Raimi do is an isolated, closed off, not connected to any other tethers of the Marvel Universe, Marvel Zombies TV or film. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of people have been give, talking about that. Yeah. Give him that. And that's the thing. CGI, prosthetic, makeup, multiverse, variants. Just put a zombie filter over it and you get... If Marvel single-handedly revives the zombie genre, which I think they will if they do this right, Walking Dead will have a resurgence. Because a lot of people fell off of that. Mm-hmm. You know? Too I know many zombie movies. <laughs> yeah, we got all zombied out. It seemed like every World War Z, I'm in love with the zombie boyfriend who mm-hmm. loves me. Da, 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 yeah, uh, warm bodies. <laughs> warm bodies, yeah. So... Shit, the Santa Clarita, the Santa Clarita diet or whatever—that was a fun show. I like that. It, it's it's good to see. Um, I think one thing is, I like the fact that they kept asking if Stephen was happy because mm-hmm. he never answered it wholeheartedly. Like he said, "Yeah." So I think with this whole third eye, because they say the dark hole corrupts those who get involved, and I think we're gonna see that, like. Hopefully we get a Doctor Strange heel turn because we got a Wanda one and it was excellent. Mm-hmm. We didn't see her die. You know, as they say, no body, no death. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So and then everybody also like um I think that was the only branch universe, well, two to where Strange even died or whatever. But everyone that they went to or they mentioned Strange, he was ultimately a bad guy most of the time. Yeah, and that's the constant because when you really break and that's why I say when Mordu became the sorcerer supreme of that earth, mm-hmm. he was still a bad guy. So True. and I'm not and I don't know if Mordo was, you know, pre-Doctor Strange, the film was a Sorcerer Supreme adjacent or some sort. And then same thing with the, the villain from the first one. They got a hold of the dark hold, becomes evil, corruption, absolute power, corrupts absolutely, yada yada yada. It's the constant struggle with Doctor Strange. Like he, he never finds happiness, he never finds his love, and then now he's coming to Dormammu to bargain possibly i think we're gonna see a dr strange heel turn we will see so as i look around to all these classic characters in comic book history on our screen here the one i'm most interested in since we have uh, been teased with a little bit of reed richard is the one that he's fighting down there in the corner dr doom Fantasy book I, for me, man. How how you think we can get this in here? How can we shoehorn this in here? Tell me something, man. Tell me something good. So I think with the No Way Home uh, having Avengers Tower be sold, mm-hmm. the Baxter mm-hmm. building, and that's the thing. It's the Baxter Institution or whatever they called it. I think a lot of people are going to assume that, you know, oh, it was Reed Richards that bought it. Like, people forget that Victor Von Doom is, you know, smart billionaire mm. or whichever way you want to play it, because he could be a Iron Man variant for all we yeah. know. And then also, Ooh. yeah, and then also from what I know of cinematic universe or whatever, because I, I don't know shit about the comics, Doctor Doom is always funding Fantastic Four shit, <laughs> pretty much. Exactly. So he funds the building. Whose parents we don't see in um, No Way Home and the whole Spider-Man series? Oh, Flash's Flash, parents. yeah. You look at Flash, they never really establish his background. At least I don't assume yeah. so. So he's racially ambiguous. So you get someone like, well, who can it be? And this is who I want. Ever since I've seen him in Breaking Bad. Uh, I know you you amongst the millions, and uh, with myself included. <laughs> I want to see John Carlo Esposito. I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. As Or as other people know, Gustavo Fring. Yeah. As Dr. Doom, because you look at him, you know, from a surface level, you look at him and uh, Flash, the palettes match up. Mm-hmm. He kind of plays a version of uh, Dr. Doom in uh, The Boys as the president of Vought. Yeah. He has that tone to him. He's just like, well, yes, we'll take care of this. And you put that behind the mask and you have, you know, the voice and everything. It's all up from here. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, let's say, oh, now we're going to go with someone else. I mean, you can even go with Walter White himself playing, you know, Dr. Doom. I'm down with that. But we got to see. I mean, I think for all we know, he's probably working with um, Zemo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Dr. Doom would be like, hey, I'm from the same hometown. You guys fucked it up. Now I'm here to get revenge. Revenge. <laughs> so any anything's up. I mean. As much as I'd like to see, uh, what do you call it, Magneto, a black Magneto, mm-hmm. you know, he could play Magneto too. Yeah. Um, so it's 
also it's gonna be interesting also uh things that have not come to fruition adam warlock what's up with that guy <laughs> i think he probably got lost in the shuffle or he'll in space <laughs> i think i think they're gonna probably introduce that in the nova tv series maybe or mm-hmm. i mean it's guardians of the galaxy or even thor you know guardians of the galaxy 3.5 for all we know she opens up the chamber all right let's get them out and it's just all right that's done with that story yeah you think we get there's some, a lot going on yeah you think we get something from howard the duck uh he was amongst the crew in endgame mm-hmm. and he was I mean, hey, you could open up the pit and be like, oh, hey, it was Howard in there the whole time. <laughs> I think we should get a, a Howard the Duck series, but put it on Hulu. Yeah. Like that whole monkey thing yeah. that I'm yet to watch. Yeah. Uh, or uh, Modoc. That's That was on there, too. I love Patton Oswalt, but that wasn't. It was all right. Show. It was all right. It was Robot Chicken with yeah. the next men filter over it. Mm-hmm. So... Now, and let's make Sue Storm black. I want to see a black Sue Storm. Okay, I'm down with that. So with um, the Eternals in the Marvel Universe, we have Moon Knight introducing other gods of many of uh, different places and whatnot. And then, you know, just multiversal travel has revealed that there has some other characters out there and whatnot. This I, I really do think they're priming for that that god killer shit, man. And I just I'm ready for that because they're introducing godlike characters, and there's been a lot of god talk amongst these films that's been coming out as well. So it's just like I read it, now I won't see it. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a there's a flash in the film where they're traveling through the interdimensions. You see the three headed living tribunal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that has to do with Loki or with whatever. I just know that. Like when Secret Wars comes out, yeah, I forgot about that get, too. Yeah, when Secret Wars comes out and we get that whole Doom world and the planet and prehistoric and yada yada yada, it's gonna be incredible. And I mean, for all we know, he who remains above, or he who, who he who is above, or whatever, pretty much Adam Man, because you know Miles gives him the cheeseburger. <laughs> I don't know if you read that. No. But you get, so there's a part in Secret Wars where pretty much the way Miles gets introduced into Earth 616, because there's a Nexus event, which is called uh, the two planets collide. And when the two yeah. planets collide, a lot of people in the Illuminati and whatever, they get in the spaceship and they figure, you know, there's a bunch of rigmarole and yada, yada, yada. And Miles sneaks onto it. And obviously his mom or someone gives him a cheeseburger, keeps it in there. And to help Adam, and he's like, oh, what do you want to wish? He's like, I just want to get back home. And he's just like, well, what do you have to offer? I'm very hungry. I've been in this interdimensional void for however long years. And he gives him a cheeseburger. And then he's just like, there, you're in the universe. Very well. So so I think Deadpool is going to be the cheeseburger guy. Be like, oh, yeah, here's a cheeseburger. I got these cheeseburgers, man. (laughs) Listen, if Deadpool does that, I will watch that movie 20 times over. (laughs) Well, shit, man. I think we done covered just about everything. I mean, shit. Fun movie. I'm probably going to sneak away Thursday on my day off and go see it again. But Yeah, it's 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 an incredible series. I think um, I hope it... And here's the thing. Expectations were at an all-time low on that one because I thought it was going to be bad. It was better than the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. Was it better than No Way Home? Perhaps. I don't know about all that, but it definitely just like even the visuals on that thing. It looks like just something brand new. Just like I know it's just something like I've never seen cinema like that before. It's just I, I watch a lot of movies, but that movie seemed like it was just a cut above everything else that's out right now. Oh, Thor's gonna like Thor is in trouble because mm-hmm. I hope this Thor movie is good. Yeah, you know this is the fourth out, and I mean I hope it's good. Uh, post credit scene. I mean, oh, we always forgot to mention the last post credit scenes. What did you think of um, <laughs> Bruce Campbell? Oh boy, Bruce Campbell at the end saying it's over, it's finally over. Yeah, this is a little jab. It's just I don't know. It, it, oh, people were mad in my theater. They're like, oh, yeah. I waited for that. Yeah, somebody told me. Not they didn't tell me what it was, but they said like, yeah, just stay behind it. I mean, if you're gonna see the movie more than once, it's good to stay behind once and watch it. It's just like a, a long drawn out joke. <laughs> you know what gets me is when people just get up and leave. Like I'm like, you realize you don't know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Like people just get up and I'm like, ah, because you know, like here internationally, the the, the movie premieres on Wednesday. And then for us, it'll um, show early on Thursday, but premiere weekends on Friday. So, like, on Wednesdays, I'm, like, trying to tentatively get online and be, like, how many end credit scenes they got. Because <laughs> sometimes I do just want to get up and leave. But if I get somebody that goes before me, I'm, like, hey, man, how many end credit scenes they got? There's, like, only one? All right, cool. And I'll just sit and wait. Then I'm out. <laughs> It seems like the bathroom hits you hard. It's just like, oh, yeah, your body knows, and you're sitting there like, oh, come on, hurry up. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the credits get longer and longer. I'm like, I don't want to know who was best boy. Yeah. Key grip. Key grip. <laughs> I'm just like, listen, put that at the beginning of the movie, man. Like, let, let us come in late for that. Mm-hmm. Key grip. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. I'm just like, hey, I could get best boy and key grip. Like, sure. But it was a good movie experience. Overall, on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you give it? Ooh, ooh, one to ten. One to ten. One to ten. Uh, for 2022, on a scale of one to ten, I give what's, this... What's the random ramblings with Rob's rub score? <laughs> I give it a nine, man. I like it. I give it about an 8.5, mm-hmm. just because that I felt like there was more left on the table. Like, mm-hmm. I think... I'm the thing. I'm the I'm from the the house where I like kind of the bummer endings, but if you just ended it with the Illuminati like at the like post credits and just left it, perfect film. Yeah, I'm yeah, but it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with X Men and everything. Now it's just all up in the air, and people are gonna want more. Like mm-hmm. Kevin Feige is, he's gonna get Elon Musk money in no time. Yeah. And then I've just been seeing things that I haven't even read up on yet because, like I said, I'm just starting to get into the comics because you have a adaptation of freaking uh, Knight Rider. I mean, Knight Rider. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what, what's your Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider. There you I, was go. say, Hass, I mean, per canon, Hasselhoff is in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, like so that can happen. True, but now I mean, Ghost Rider. <laughs> we got a um, Moon Knight there. 
and I forget who the other two. I think it's Blade that's coming soon, and then another. What was that? Midnight Punisher. Sun. Yeah, Punisher. Yeah, yeah. Midnight Sun. Yeah. yeah. What was was that Mid- about? So pretty much what it is. I haven't read that far into it, but it's like an anonymization of people who are like kind of like the dark side of the Marvel universe. So I am the night. You know. <laughs> It's, it's essentially what John Constantine had with Justice League Dark. Okay. It's like their version of it. Will we get that on screen? Hopefully, Doctor Strange leads his version of the Dark Avengers. Like I said, it, there's going to be something for everyone, and it's just a matter of who's going to play ball. Because, like I said, you could get replaced like that, you know? Word. Oh, you got killed on the mission in Budapest. Done. <laughs> oh, we got your twin brother. Done. We got the variant. Oh, we got Petro. Boom. Mm-hmm. And those kids, uh, Wanda's kids, they got a paycheck for life because, you know, as long as they don't get into weird shit and act up, you got another potential West Coast Avengers team up with the young kids. Also, I know they ain't going to do nothing but get older or whatever, but like in the time that WandaVision came out up until how they were uh, portrayed in this film or whatever, they don't look like they aged all that much. <laughs> I think they shot it all in one shot, and they just haven't told us yet. Maybe. Because, you know, with, with Marvel, they like to keep things in the house. They give you things in pieces. They like to misdirect. Because that things have gotten out of hand line is not in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it'd be like, all right, you show up in your Doctor Strange garb as an extra or whatever. Like, all right, now nah, we're doing Black Panther today. Fuck. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude I, and that's the thing like marvel likes I'll, I'll tell you something off off cam but there's there's a way that they do things word but yeah man uh i, I appreciate you just chatting it up with me getting my hopes up and bringing some of them down maybe <laughs> about these films and whatnot but uh let them know where they can find you on the lines there rito everywhere rito's modern life wherever you need to find me I am currently on a hiatus with my podcast. I will be back soon. Rito uh, will return. Re- ex- exactly. <laughs> we're going to put that then. Rito will return. Uh, but yeah, we're just figuring things out. And there's a lot of things in motion for the summer. And coming this fall, you're going to see me in some projects. Word. What? Fifth Ward? Third Ward? <laughs> Not those projects. All right. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Let's let's just let's just say things are good. <laughs> work, work. But as it is, it always, man. You've been a guest of the show, yada yada yada. Come back anytime, promote your shit and all that. Acknowledge crap. me. Acknowledge him. <laughs> so, with that being said, uh, on behalf of myself, on behalf of my man Rito, uh, that's it, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Rub your meat.